Partners in Ministry, a presentation of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation, dedicated to growing ministry support networks, introducing people to a cause that connects with their heart, bringing hope and encouragement to our communities as we seek together to serve as Christ served. Welcome to Partners in Ministry. My name is Dan Smith, and today I'll be talking with Dr. Cynthia Knight. Dr. Knight is the CEO and director of the Jordahl Academy and Choice Charter School here in Iowa. In this interview, we're going to discuss the educational voucher system, charter schools, and school of choice. Well, welcome, Dr. Knight, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Hey, the Iowa legislature just recently passed some legislation that established the uh, educational voucher system. Uh, what is the voucher system and what is it designed to do? So the voucher system is available for this past year was for anybody at the uh, 300% above poverty and below. Um, and next year it'll be 400. And then the following year, it'll be open to anybody. Uh, it's also open to anyone right now who's in a public school. So you don't have to meet the poverty guidelines. Um, and really what it's meant to do is give more choice to parents as to where they want their student to be educated. Um, as we know, um, one size does not fit all. And mm -hmm. so um, we have opened that up in the state of Iowa to include the private schools. And private schools then, um, the parents can choose to use their voucher to go to a private school if they so choose. Okay, all right. I know it's early, uh, but are we seeing any kind of impact on either the public or the, the private school systems as a result of the vouchers yet? Um, what I have learned is that it hasn't had a huge impact on the public schools. Most of these students were already in private schools, and now um, they uh, can have their education paid for instead of having to um, pay for it themselves, um, the low-income parents. Um, and then um, for Jordal Academy, it it increased our enrollment by 10 kids. So not a huge impact, but it was an impact um, for, our, uh, for our school. Um, it's not um, as big as they um, and imagined coming out of the uh, the public schools, but um, it it will make an impact. They had more kids uh, apply for the vouchers than they had expected, um, which was interesting. But I think a lot of those maybe were homeschool kids, and the parents were going, "Oh, now I can put them into a school, and we can afford that, and those kinds of things." Sure, sure. So I know one of the the gossipy things that was going on out there when this whole process was going was the fear that there would be this mass exodus of uh, public school kids, uh, you know, fleeing to the, the private or homeschooling or whatever. Uh, so that's, that's not happening, right? It's not happening. And I think it's because of the wisdom of our legislators in tiering it. Um, you know, the first year you have to meet these certain criteria. The second year you have to, it'll be interesting to see what happens in year three when it's open to everybody. So it sounds like their their first thought was, look, what we want to do is we want to remove the barrier of low income people from being able to participate in private school that the upper tier 
um, don't even have a have a problem with. And so we just kind of want to um, equal out opportunities. Yeah, that- level out that playing field a little bit, sure. and and allow parents to have a little more choice. And um, and as we know, um, uh, the statistics are very clear that our our um, areas where there's a lot of low income um, families, the school districts aren't doing so well. So this offered those parents another choice where there was no choice um, before. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a parent out there and I'd like to uh, maybe learn more or tap into the voucher system, what, what would be my first step? Where should I go first to learn about this? I think you should go to the Iowa Department of Ed's website where it talks about the vouchers. Um, it's very clear um, what who qualifies what qualifies, um, and, and how it works for the next two or three years. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know there's, there's been, uh, an open enrollment has been one of the things that's been in Iowa for, you know, for, for quite a while, which has allowed public school students to move from one district to another because, um, they just would like to try a different school out or whatever. And so what this is doing then is providing the funds for, um, students that would like to look at the idea of possibly getting into more of a private education to have access to funds they wouldn't nor- normally uh, so that they could they could check that out then. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then the open enrollment changed too. So it used to be that you had to let the school district know by March 1st of every school year that you wanted to open enroll. And now it's anytime. So okay. there's no longer that restriction either, which helps with that movement. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the other terms that's kind of been floating around the educational community for for some time now is this idea of school of choice. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What is it? Uh, what's it involved with this whole, this concept? Well, it goes along with the vouchers and the and the way the legislators are thinking that um, parents should have the right to choose where their kid goes to school and where. Um, they find the best educational opportunities for their particular student. Um, so school of choice, there's, um, and there, and what I understand, there's going to be a couple more charter schools coming in, uh, in the fall, in the future years. So, um, there'll be even more choices for parents, but it really is just giving that, um, decision-making back to the parents and then having options, a lot of options available for parents to choose what will best fit their student. Sure. Yeah. Now, I know you, you referenced this just briefly, but charter schools is one of the options now that's available for, for, for students. Well, what exactly is a charter school? How does it differ a little bit, say, from a, a private school? So uh, the charter schools in Iowa are public schools, so they receive public funds, um, and they're they're um, funded um, with the per pupil funding and the TLC money. Um, so it's different. They don't have taxing authority or anything like that. So, uh, so the funding is limited, um, but it is a public school and that one that parents can choose to send their students to. Um, so that gives another option. And charter schools, um, 
are created for lots of different reasons. So the reason I chose to do Choice Charter School was because I kept seeing 4,000 students dropping out every year. Mm-hmm. And we have to do, as, some, as a society, as a, as a Christian woman, we have to do something for those young people because not having a high school diploma um, dooms them to a life of poverty. It really does. Um, very few people come out of um, without a high school diploma um, well. So um, so mine is particularly for those students who can't or won't go back to their public high school, traditional high school. Um, other ones are magnet schools, like the new uh, one, New Horizons in Des Moines is a K-3 um, and eventually will be K-12, but they're starting out K-3 and they're STEM oriented. So, you know, the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, other charter schools can be around the arts, uh, the performing arts. Um, it can be a, a math, you know, there's just all kinds of reasons to start a charter school, but there usually is a, a driving force. What is it that the public schools um, are not meeting? the needs of whatever. Okay. Are, are the charter schools tuition free? Yes. There's no fees. You, uh, there are no fees associated with charter schools. Um, it is, um, and, and for choice charter schools, since we're online, uh, we provide the computer and we provide the Wi-Fi too, if they need it. So, okay. um, yeah, there are no fees because it's a public school, right? So there are no fees associated with, um, enrolling or tuition or anything like that. Sure. Well, it sounds to me then as, as I look at my educational journey back when I was, you know, I graduated from high school in the seventies, uh, this whole idea of charter schools, manning schools, none of this was around. There really were only two choices, the public school and the private school down private school was kind of expensive. And if you didn't have a bunch of money, but they were basically the same educational format. There really was no much difference between going to class at a private school is what it was in the public school. So it sounds to me like this concept of magnet school and charter school, the public school system was like, hey, let's start innovating a little bit and see if we can find some alternative educational models that will better address the learning style and abilities of students that right now are just not making it uh, rather than just keep doing the same thing and getting the same results. This is what it sounds like. Yeah, public schools were created to to teach the masses. And so um, it's done very, very well, actually, for a majority of the people. Mm -hmm. Um, 4,000 kids out of the total number of um, Iowa students is is really relatively small. If you think of it in that in those terms, it's you know, we have 90, 85 to 90 percent graduation rate. So um, so you're right. It needs to be. Um, the charter schools are being created to find a niche of kids that, you know, maybe you have somebody who's really into sciences, but the school only offers this much. And if they had a magnet school or a charter school in sciences, that student would thrive and go and do beyond, you know, it just stops the limitations of what is in the school, in a traditional school that meets the needs of the mass, right? Are all the charter schools in person or online, or is there a combination of those? Um, mine is all online. And okay. then uh, the new one that's coming on is all in person. They have a building down in Des Moines. And um, 
I would say mine is atypical because most charter schools are brick and mortar in a place where kids come to. A great number of the students that are in any state, in Iowa particularly, you know, I come from Montana, which is, is also much more of a rural state. If I want to take advantage of something other than the public school system, transportation is a big deal. Um, right. So it sounds to me like your version of the online through Choice Charter School opens up a door to a student that normally wouldn't get it just because of the the transportation issue. I mean, we have some students here that might go up to Allison or they might go down to to Dyke or they stay here at, at, at AP. And for the most part, that transportation is not a big deal. But when you live out in the rural parts that, where it's 60 miles one way just to the next town, uh, let alone what is it from here to the morning, like 80 miles or something like that? Well, there's no way. Right. Take advantage of that. So your online format then opens now another door uh, to groups of students that normally would not have that opportunity where in-person was the only option then. That That's very true. I would say we have a lot of um, students who are transient too, who move from place to place. And this just makes their education sure. um, a regular education instead of stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Are you getting any kind of feedback from the homeschool community at all, as far as your choice to school is concerned? Um, I have not um, gotten any, no. But we do have some, we have had a couple kids who have been homeschooled, like um, seventh and eighth grade, maybe even ninth and 10th grade. And now um, they want their students to have a little more rigor than what they can provide. So, um, so they come to choice charter school. Sure. Yeah, we we have a real exciting group of of students and and parents that come to our facility here in New Providence uh, once a week on Fridays that are all from the homeschooling community. And it's just kind of to see how they're doing some cooperative things or whatever. So I was just curious to see whether or not there is any traction for you there. Yeah, well, what's really just on a sorry, mm -hmm. on a on a note of that, um, we are a public school um, and most public schools will not accept transcripts from homeschooling. But Choice Charter School does. So if you have a ninth or 10th grader, 11th grader, and um, they need, I don't know, something that we can offer, um, we look at the transcripts and what they've done, and, and we, um, we accept um, homeschooling transcripts. Sure. So is the, the, the curriculum and the stuff that you offer, uh, can I have it like a la carte or the full, the full thing? Like I can do all of my ninth grade education through Choice Charter School or... I could just say, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this, either homeschooling or regular public school, but I want to do the online version with Choice Starter School for my maybe my science or my math. Is that a possibility? Uh, we could do dual enrollment. Yeah, I think we sure. could because that's what public schools do. I've not sure. ever had anybody ask me that, but. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the students. Um Tell us a little bit about the types of students that may be struggling in a traditional classroom that really find um, traction and, and encouragement uh, through the, the charter school that you're doing. Sure. We've had uh, a, quite a variety of students, um, I would say. So we've had um, a couple students who know their path, like know what they want to do, and they need a high school diploma to get out to DMAC or to get on to whatever um, construction site or whatever they just said, you need to have a high school diploma. So those kids are really driven and they know I need this, 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 and this, and this place will offer that. So let's go do it. Um, and so the public school, you know, you have to wait 90 days before you get a 
uh, credit because they're on semesters. And uh, we allow kids to work at their own pace so they can get through it however fast they want to get through it. Um, Other kids that we've had, um, I would say the majority of our kids have been bullied and harassed at school. And they're just tired of the drama and they're tired of the um, the constant barrage of negativity that's going on in school and um, which affects their school, which affects their attendance. And, you know, some kids get physically ill when they have to go to school because of the things that have happened. So those um, students find a safe place here because we're online. They don't have to walk down the hall and and hear things about them, you know, going the whispers and all of those things. Um, so those kids have really thrived here in our environment. Um, other students who um, find themselves getting behind and behind and behind um, for whatever reason, um, you know, maybe it's mental health. Maybe it is just their health. It could be um, that they have to help out at home so they don't go to school on a regular basis. And um, traditional schools are set on 90 days. And if you don't collect enough points in 90 days, you fail. And mm-hmm. then you have to start again and do it again, right? From the beginning. Right. Um, our kids um, can find themselves getting caught up quickly if they want to, because they can go at their own pace. Um, we also have um, live classes that they attend. So they have a teacher that meets with them every day. Uh, to give the instruction, just like a regular classroom. Um, But we're more project-based rather than, um, here's a bunch of knowledge, now take a test. Here's a bunch of knowledge, now take a test. Um, And I would say for the at-risk kids um, who are in at-risk programs, um, this is a better option because they get an actual live teacher teaching them instead of the computer saying, here's here's the teacher talking on the computer and now answer questions. So those kinds of kids who really need that personal touch, who need, um, um, we give them a mentor. And so that mentor checks in with them too on a regular basis um, to help them stay moving in the right direction and getting their work done and connecting with teachers and uh, and the supports that we have available for them. So I would say the kids that really need more um, personalized instruction, those kids that need um, someone um, to notice them and and care about them. Um, so many of our children um, get lost in in the numbers. and um, we um, we're about 170, 180 kids right now, so um, we're we're relatively small yet and um, I think they find a place where they can, fit in and feel um, accepted for who they are and for whatever circumstances we just work around them. We don't make them give us a uh, an excuse or unexcused absence. It's just an absence. You, for whatever reason, you didn't come today. Okay. So let's make sure you come tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. Are, are there any students that would actually be better off continuing in the traditional classroom versus um, through the charter school? Yes. We, you know, just being online, we're limited to, um, to a lot of things. And, um, one of those is the, um, the activities and, you know, things that kids can get involved in. 
Um, so we don't have a theater club. We don't have, you know, we don't have clubs and things like that for kids to get involved in. Um, we're working with the Department of Ed to figure out if they can participate in those events um, at their local school district. But as of now, they cannot. The Department of Ed has said no. Um, so those kids that need that social interaction on a on a regular basis and want to be in those clubs and, and expand their opportunities in those um, clubs, that's a good place for them to be. And, sure. you know, like I said before, the traditional system has worked for a large amount of our 90% of our kids. So it's, it's not a system that is broken. It's a system that um, has served um, the students who um, can sit still, can listen to an instruction and, um, and produce products. Um, it, it has done a really well and, and still does a, a good job of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, I think the thing that impresses me the most that stands out for me is the fact that this is a, a way for uh, parents and education to sit down and say, here's what's happening with my student. Uh, let's put a plan together for success uh, for either the next six months or maybe the next year or the next four years, whatever it may be. And uh, let's start let's start implementing this particular strategy and see how it goes. And let's get back together uh, and, and look at it again, review it again, another six months to a year and see, see how it's going. So it's, it's not a, um, it, it's an opportunity to make some adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what's nice about the school choice thing too, is that you can choose, you can choose, you know, we always think the grass is greener someplace else. So if you go to one of these private schools or you, um, you know, come to Choice Charter School and you find out, oh, this isn't really what I wanted, you can always change back and go go another direction. And, and that is um, truly looking out for the student's best interest. Mm -hmm. So finding the place where they can thrive is really what this is all about. We want our young people to thrive in Iowa and school choice is a way to get to there. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Knight, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has really been some great information. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. If you've got any questions or if you'd like to learn more about the Jordal Academy or uh, Choice Charter School, you can see their contact information right here on the screen. You can also find it in the show notes for this episode on our website or in the description of this YouTube video. On behalf of the Jordal Academy, Choice Charter School, and Dr. Cynthia Knight, I want to thank you for joining me today. And until next time, let's get out there and serve as Christ serves. This has been a presentation of Partners in Ministry, a podcast of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation. To learn more and see the show notes for this and other episodes, visit our website. To stay informed of up and coming broadcasts, subscribe to our e-newsletter. To invest in our mission, donate today.